Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Way. Back again with you guys for another episode of our Arsenal Agenda series. Joining you Monday to Friday every single week at 9.30am UK time. I'm joined by Chris. How you doing, mate? You doing good? Yeah, good morning, TCM. Well, thank you. Hope you are too. Good morning to everyone tuning in. Absolutely. If you are joining us, make sure that you drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel and help us on our way to 10,000 subs. Uh, There's plenty of stuff to discuss this morning. We are going to take a little bit of a transfer spin on this based upon uh, the events of last night. What I'm talking about is a certain Reese Nelson, the forgotten man of Arsenal, if you like, getting an assist of finals uh, in their game last night against Partizan Belgrade, Dusan Vlaovic's former side, of course. Um, now, Reese Nelson's position in the Arsenal team is, I don't think it's very much up in the air. My expectation is very much that he will leave Chris in the summer. He did sign a contract extension to give himself kind of that additional year. He'll have a year left on his Arsenal deal when he returns. Are you very much of the same mind and think that he'll move on come the summer? Yeah, I would imagine so, because you look at the, the quality and the options that we have going forward, and in particular out wide at the moment, the likes of Gabriel Martinelli, Saka, even Smith-Rowe plays out there. We've got Pepe still as it stands as well. Um, of course, he could depart in the summer. His future seems a little bit up in the air, but we'll have to wait on and see on that one. But yeah, I think just in terms of the options um, and the quality that we have in those areas at the moment, it, it would be very difficult for him to get into the side and 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 yeah, I mean, secure a, a regular place in it, I would imagine. Um there's not many players, really, is the um, that in my in my opinion anyway that could come in and, and take over from Martinelli, Saka, Smith Rowe. Um, so yeah, I'd find it very difficult for him if I'm being honest. I think he's he's talented. Again, I don't know if he's shown that consistency that we were all sort of looking for and, and hoping for from him uh, on his loan at, at Vianord. But um, it's it's nice to hear that he's contributing in in one way or another. And yeah, I mean he's still has a, a big future ahead of him if he wants if he wants to have that. He has the potential, he has the talent. He just needs to, I think, settle down at a club where he will get those opportunities on a, a consistent level. And I just, I'd be concerned that that won't be at Arsenal, unfortunately. Yeah, me too. I just think the level uh, that we've come to expect from Saka and, of course, what Nicolas Pepe provides to Nelson isn't getting into that side. And there's no doubt in that he's got talent. Uh, I think that we can all see that he's a player that's, you know, it's going to make it uh, probably a, a lower side Premier League team or somewhere in Europe, possibly, of the amount of times he's played for now Hoffenheim and now Feyenoord, of course, too. So he's got that experience of playing abroad and, and I'm sure plenty of, of teams elsewhere will be looking at him for the following season. But it's just not, it's just not going to happen for Arsenal and it's not going to happen for, for Nelson at Arsenal. And it's it leaves us in a situation with a lot of players similar to Nelson whose futures are, at this moment in time, unstable they're unpredictable don't really know what's going to happen with quite a few but what we can do is we can probably predict that a few of them are going to move on and what we thought we would do this morning and getting you guys involved in the chat box is is talking about some of those individual players about who might stay who might go we're going to kick off with Bert Leno Chris and Bert Leno is obviously a player that was immediately ousted by Aaron Ramsdale and has been linked with a move away already. I think Fenerbahce were were mentioned. I'm sure there'll be clubs in Germany linked with him in the summer as well. And with Matt Turner arriving for a New England revolution in the summer, his future's almost certainly uh, kind of decided. But I'm interested to know how much you think Arsenal would even be able to get for Bert Leno this summer as well. Yeah, well, uh, as you say, I think this one is certain to 
to happen in terms of a departure. Obviously, Matt Turner, the deal for him is all but done, um, it would seem, and he'll he'll arrive in the summer. Um, so that's our, our backup to Ransdale sorted already. Now it's just about finding Leno a, a new club. I think Newcastle also show interest uh, in January. Um, and obviously, if they stay in the Premier League, they've got the money to, to further bolster their squad. Um, and I, I think they've had a few injury problems in, in their goalkeeper department as well this season. So they'll probably want to strengthen in that area. And I think Leno would be a really good option for them. He obviously, he's, he's proven... Um, he, he has the quality to to be a top shot stopper in the Premier League. Um, in, in terms of price, however, of course, this has been Arsenal's weak point when it comes to you know selling plays. You know they haven't obviously got a, a, a great record um, in terms of getting regular fees for players they wish to offload. Obviously, we've seen a lot of um, contract terminations, etc. Um, but I mean, we've we've done good business with Newcastle before in terms of that Willock deal. So I mean, I wouldn't mind us trying to to um, go for something like that again. I think he, I think he, we could get at least fifteen to twenty million for him. Um, you'll have to forgive me. I'm not entirely sure how long he's got left on his current deal at Arsenal, but um, he's a, he's a top goalkeeper. TC, there's no doubt about that. I think you know it, it just hasn't been his season. Um, Ramsdale's come in and he's, he's been absolutely fantastic and he's set the standard he's set the bar so high hasn't he so it's been you know really difficult for Leno to come come back in into the squad um, but despite that I still think he's a very good goalkeeper of course he has his his flaws here and there but um, yeah, whoever gets him will be getting a solid goalkeeper so yeah I, I think we should aim to at least get 15 to 20 mil for him in my opinion Yeah absolutely I think that Leno is a player that would be starting for Arsenal and plenty of other Premier League sides were if it wasn't for Ramsdale coming in. The issue is obviously his contract situation, how that might affect his value. I think 15 million might be the maximum that we kind of probably end up looking to. But with the way in which we sell players and, and how poorly we've sold players in the past for so little fees, clubs are going to be looking opportunistically at this as an opportunity again to, to try and get a player on the cheap. The same will go for Hector Bellerin, who again has a year left on his deal. He's been performing pretty well for for Real Betis in a very strong season for them in La Liga and in Europe too. Do you expect Bellerin to leave? I mean, I, I saw reports, I think, yesterday that both Bellerin and Maitland-Niles have pretty much had their futures decided at Arsenal that they are going to move on in the summer. With both of them, how much do you think Arsenal could get hold of? Well, I think with, with these two in particular, um, and of course I know there was a few eyebrows raised with... Uh, the, the departure of Ainsley Maitland-Niles in January and obviously not bringing anyone else in. But we have proven that we can cope without them and we, we can play really well without them as well. Um, Cedric's obviously eased the the need for, for Bellerin in the team and Tommy Asu's arrival from the summer has proven to be a very good one. Um, I mean, in terms of price, I mean, again... With Bellerin, I think it would it would be quite minimal because he hasn't got too long left on his his deal. Um, I, I, I've been there's been a few suggestions that maybe we we should actually keep him if we do secure Champions League football because he could prove to be a very good option to have um, that fullback. Um, but again, you know, there's there's obviously I think Chris Wheatley, Football London, has reported that Arsenal looking to sign a new backup right back. So already that sort of rules. Uh, a sort of a, a role for Bellerin next season that rules that one out. Um, and Ainsley Maitland-Niles, I think he would have enjoyed being part of a regular 
you know, AS Roma team this season. He's been getting a lot more football. We know that's what he wanted. He was quite public and and and, and sort of um, confirming that. If you cast your mind back and remember that Instagram story he put out, so. I would imagine that's turned his head a little bit. And I just think with how well we've done without these two in the side and with how far we've come and how we've managed to cope without them, um, you know, it's sort of probably turned Arteta's head as well and been like, look, we can try and get some money for these guys. Um, there's probably not a, a regular role for them in the side. And um, that's why they've potentially come to the decision to offload them. So, um I think in terms of, of fees, again, I think we can probably get a bit more than with Ferenzi mate than Niles again, um, because he's he's again he, he's younger, he's got a few more le- years left in him. Yeah. Um, he's still very talented, of course, as well. And yeah, we'll have to wait and see what happens. I, I mean, I've seen reports that Roma aren't going to make that move permanent. They're not li- really looking to do that at the moment, as it stands, apparently. So. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see if there's going to be enough interest in these sort of players, you know, because we've had that problem before where we've struggled to offload them because there's been a lack of interest. Um, who knows, Frenzy Mentinars, it could be another loan or, or something like that. So, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, Zana saying he got hauled off yesterday at half time and struggling recently at Roma. His value is plummeting. Uh, Zana also reckons he'll be lucky to get 10 million for both of those players. <laughs> There are more and players that are actually involved in the Arsenal first team this season. Rob Holding and Nicolas Pepe and Granit Xhaka all kind of have question marks over their heads. Xhaka is currently playing, but, you know, Chris Wheatley reporting for Football London that Roma are expected to return in the summer uh, with another bid to try and convince him to join. Um, Rob Holding is is not getting minutes now that uh, ben White and Gabriel Magalhaes are the, the established pairing and William Saliba is returning too. And then we've also got the situation um, that Nicolas Pepe is not getting enough minutes that would suffice his ambitions. And with Bakaya Saka very much the established right winger, that doesn't look like that's going to change anytime soon. So with those three, do you see them being moved on in the summer? Potentially, yeah. I mean, I think this is where there's a lot of thought having to go into it because... Arteta's previously mentioned, you know, when it comes to the summer, it's that that's then the, the the time to take things to the next level. And I think, you know, when you've got someone like Granit Xhaka, who let's not, you know, let's not hide away from the fact he's been actually quite good this season. He's an important player to the squad and the way it, it plays, the way it sets up. Um, you know, a lot of players um, rate him off the field as well in terms of his leadership and his character, um, his mentality. But it's clear really and it's been clear for a while that there are players out there that would upgrade his position and upgrade his his um his quality uh, will be an upgrade on his quality should i say i think with um holding it center back it's a difficult one because potentially we've got william saliba coming back in who we all want to see play more often we want him to stamp down and secure a place in micarteta's side um but it, it wasn't that long ago, you know, since he signed a new deal. Um, and I think actually he holding comes across as a, a, someone who's happy at the club, um, no matter what his role is. Of course, he'll want to be playing more football. That goes for any player who's at the club who isn't maybe getting regular minutes in the side. But, you know, if we secure European football next season, TC on top of the cup competitions that we'll be back into as well. You know, there's there'll be plenty of opportunities to rotate the team. 
Um, and this is where Arteta will need to be careful um, because we'll need plenty of options. We know we're already short, short in squad depth at the moment, so we, we need to bolster it uh, even further. We need to add to it rather than weaken it and lessen the numbers even more. Um, but I think with it, you know, Saliba can be our sort of upgrade on holding and a new central midfielder can be our upgrade on Xhaka. Um Pepe as well, like I mentioned earlier on, there's uncertainty around his future. I think if we can get a decent fee for him, mean, absolutely not going to get that £72 million that we play, paid for him, unfortunately. But um, if we can get a decent fee for him, um, you know, I'm, I'd like to think we could maybe get at least 40. I don't know if that's yeah. ambitious thinking, but um, you know, then, then uh, we, we can bring someone else in. You know, there's... I mentioned in a piece of it a few days ago, there's been a lot of contract um, extension. There's been a lot of um, overhauls in the squad, hasn't there, in terms of contract terminations. We've, we've managed to offload a few players, but there's several several individuals whose future remains uncertain. And I think if we can look to upgrade on them in the summer, I think upgrade is the, the key for me. You know, we're, we've... We spent £150 million last summer on six new players who are aged under 20, um, 23 or, or younger. You know, they've got a lot of potential, a lot of talent, and they would have developed a lot over the course of this season. This season and this campaign has been a big learning curve for them. I'd like to think that, you know, they're all the better for it. You can certainly tell that they are. Um, but yeah, as I mentioned, as Arteta said, now is the time come the summer to really take it to the next level and get those top quality players in. Um, and I think we can do that with Granite Xhaka. I think we can get a top-class central midfielder in. I think we can get at least maybe, obviously, and it depends on what Lacazette and Aketia do, of course, but we can get at least two quality strikers through the door as well. Um, and then I think for me, it's about seeing what else happens around the, the, the team, you know. Um, say Holden goes for whatever mm. reason, then we'll need another centre-back. Um, say even Granite Xhaka goes, you know, will the potentially two central midfielders, um, one top quality maybe who's going to be a regular in the first team, but then maybe an understudy. So there's lots of ifs, buts and maybes, isn't there? Um, but, uh, you know, as we're touching on and the, the uncertain futures for a number of players, a, a lot of it will depend on that as well. So, um, yeah, I think the key for me is initially trying to get a, a few top quality players through the door up front and in midfield in particular. But then depending on what how, how else happens around the squad, it's about adding sort of depth options and other players that could be really useful in the Champions League potentially and, and, and strong enough options for the Premier League too, of course. So, I mean, it's it's looking like it could be another busy one, isn't it? It is. It's going to be. I'm really excited for the transfer window. I love transfer windows. People know this. Uh, this it sounds really sadistic to be an enjoyer of the transfer window, but uh, no, I love the. I love the unpredictability of it. I love when new stories crop up on us. I love when new bits of information creep through, and you hear something, and you're like, "Really? Wow, are we actually going to go and do that?" And then we we do, and it's uh, an exciting time, especially if Arsenal can achieve Champions League qualification at the end of the season that would open up a lot of doors for Arsenal in the summer. Um, just getting some reaction from people in the chat box as to what we were just discussing there. Christopher Martin says, I think we should keep holding for another year. Um, Malawi says, holding needs to be kept. Useful backup and helps with the English quota. What I will say is that I don't think we need to worry about the English quota as much. And I thought there is, there is a bit of a misconception around the quota. The only thing that matters, it doesn't matter how many homegrown players you have. It matters how many non-homegrown players you have. You can only have 
over a certain amount. That number is being decreased. I believe it's dropping from, I might be wrong on this, so don't quote me, but I think it's going from what is 17, and I think they're looking at dropping it to 16 with even possible scope to drop it even further in the future. And maybe that gives us a little bit of an indication why Arsenal are being linked with quite a number of English uh, homegrown talents. But what's good for Arsenal is that Martinelli and William Saliba will both count towards, they will no longer be non-homegrown. Uh, when they hit 21. Uh, so that's going to be positive for them going into next season. Um, uh, skillful Nana in the chat book says, 30 million for Xhaka, I will take it. Keep Pepe. 30 million for Xhaka, I think you are going to be hard-pressed uh, to get anywhere close to that, to be honest. Vinny says, though, we need depth. Why get rid of Xhaka when you can only get about 10 million pounds? I think that is probably about what you would be able to accept for Xhaka. And I think he has a good point. If you... If you're only going to get that amount, I think Jack is probably worth keeping in the squad next season for what he can bring. Uh, but Social points out that he can't see Xhaka staying to be second fiddle in our team and that he would rather then leave. Nico asking now if we've seen the links regarding Wilfred Singo from Torino. Now, I've not known much about him. I was just having a quick look while you were chatting there, Chris. Um, and I mean, he's got three goals, four assists, seven goal contributions in total in 26 games for Torino, 21 years of age, Ivory Coast, uh, international. Uh, it's played a couple of games as well, and for the Olympic side too. So he's an interesting player. He has got a, he has been sent off this season. Uh, it's worth saying that. So there is that maybe side to his game, although I don't know the circumstances. He'll fit right in then. In. Yeah, <laughs> so I said I love him. But you know, it's another young player linked with the club as a possible backup. I've seen the links. I don't know enough about him. He's certainly one that we're going to do research on. I know Chris, you're going to be doing a piece on him a little bit later on too. Um, there's a lot of questions about Chelsea in the chat box. What I want to ask you about the Chelsea thing, Chris, is Chelsea obviously quite comfortable beating Norwich last night. It was Norwich of all the teams that are out there. Uh, I was doing a discussion piece with Bailey yesterday talking about kind of the impacts that we might see based upon this news. One of the things I talked about was the impact mentally on the players, the uncertainty around the club. Norwich was never going to be a good kind of barometer of the impact on that, but they've got some tough games, including against us uh, when that game finally gets rescheduled. Do you think that there is any indications from last night's win or not about what we can expect this impact to have on the team overall? Yeah, I mean, it's difficult to say because obviously there's still very early days in terms of what's developed over at Chelsea over the last what, 24 to 48 hours. Um, I mean, I know Tuchel was saying last night, and I think as Piloqueta too, maybe before and after the game that had been, you know, a, a difficult day, um, a strange one for them. Um, so, of course, you can expect it to have an effect on them in some way. But I, I, I can't see it affecting them too much to the extent where they're really going to start underperforming on the pitch and, you know, they're, you're going to notice a sudden change in their performances. Um, I mean, it sounded as if they maybe took the foot off the gas a little bit in the second half against Norwich. Uh, I don't know if that was because they just got too comfortable and, and thought that they had the three points in, in the bag. Um, but as you mentioned there, I mean, it's difficult to really judge them against Norwich because they have been really, really poor this season. Um, and uh, it's just so easy to play against, really, um, without sounding too harsh. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, who knows what can happen over the next few days? I mean, it's a very... Um, a quick, quickly changing situation, fast changing situation, and um, I mean, obviously, there's uncertainty surrounding some of the players as well in terms of contracts and transfers. Mm. Obviously, they can't do anything on that front. Um, I mean, you've got the likes of, um, you know, as I mentioned there, as Pilaqueta, I think Rudiger as well. Obviously, they can't 
I don't think as it stands really um, talked to them about new contracts. Uh, So Christensen as well, who apparently is quite close to joining Barca. So, yeah, I mean, lots of uncertainty and I've got no doubt that it will be be on their minds absolutely and just like the Chelsea fan base some of those players or the most of if not all of the players will be wondering what happens next so uh, yeah I can see it playing on their minds and then you know wondering what's next and nine for them but uh, they're still a quality team aren't they they've got so many quality Mm. players um, and they're yeah I just I don't think it will get to the the stage where they're they're you know they're panic on on the pitch and it's affecting their their, their mindset um, when it comes to, to training and when it comes to matches. Um, I mean, I wouldn't mind it if it did. <laughs> um, absolutely. From an Arsenal perspective, um, mm. it would be nice to see them, see them struggle over the next few weeks and slip up. Um, but yeah, yeah, I just can't see it affecting them too much TC. I don't know if you agree with me on that or how you see things panning out. I think with Chelsea, it's they're always going to be a strong side. They've got strong players. They've got a deep squad. Um, they've spent a lot of money, as we know, under Roman Abramovich. So I think that mentally there will be some form of impact, especially with the as we get closer towards the end of the season and especially as the conversation develops around this and there may be more to come. We know that three, the, the sponsor of Chelsea, is obviously removing themselves, so they won't have a shirt sponsor. We don't know what's going to happen with their, their kit manufacturer, Nike, and whether that will be affected in the near future. We'll have to wait and see. But all of that is never going to help when you're in a race under high pressure and expectation towards an end of a season game. So Tuchel talked about how it's an unnecessary distraction. Again, it's added pressure last night. It is going to, it, it, it will, I'll be shocked if they aren't affected in some way by this. Um, and, you know, it's understandable that they would be. But Arsenal, from our perspective, we need to take advantage of it. We, we can't be sitting here and acting, you know, uh, feeling sorry for anyone. Uh, it's it's the way the world is uh, and they're sanctioned and it is what it is for them and we need to use it to our advantage. And I, I'm not going to be sitting here at the end of the season if we finish above them going, oh, well, it only happened because, you know, of this situation. And I don't think other people should either. I think Arsenal need to play every single game with their absolute maximum commitment and capacity. And we take each game as it comes. And when that game against Chelsea turns up at Stamford Bridge, we've got history of going there under Arteta and winning in unlikely circumstances. And we need to try and do that again. You know, we've got a very good record at Stamford Bridge under Arteta. We got the draw with Martinelli scoring that famous goal. We got the 1-0 win with Smith-Rowe as well. We need to continue that record at Stamford Bridge. And fingers crossed we're able to do that because it would be a big, big boost to our top four hopes this season. So I can't see them uh, taking any games lightly, but I also can't see them getting away without any kind of impact mentally on the side and the additional pressure that that is going to bring. We are going to wrap things up there. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. Sorry that we're about to get to all of your questions. We've got a busy morning, as you can imagine. There's lots going on. You'll be able to find plenty more content on the channel, including Mikel Arteta's press conference ahead of the game against Leicester this afternoon. We'll hopefully be hosting a press box as well at some point, a reaction to what Mikel Arteta will be discussing. And you'll obviously have plenty more in the lead up to the game against Leicester on Sunday. All of our written content can be checked out at football.london so make sure you go and check that out as well. Chris, thank you so much, mate, as always. Thanks, TC. Pleasure as always, mate, and thank you to everyone tuning in, getting involved this morning in the chat. Hope everyone has a great day. Indeed. Drop a like on the video if you've enjoyed it, and even if you haven't, still do drop that like button, and uh, yeah, thank you to Guy in the background too, and as always, keep following us down the Arsenal way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.